Sky Sports Radio loves talking racing. The people, the jockeys, the horses. The gates open now. They're off and racing. Time now race. for punters post-mortem. Have a look at this. How much did this have on the field? Analysis of the weekend's racing plus your calls. Welcome to punters post-mortem. Yeah, welcome to punters post-mortem for another week. And it is uh, the 15th of Feb. And good morning to everyone. Dave Stanley with you. For the next hour, we're going to be taking your calls and questions on 13.53.53. Or you can get involved on the text line. Uh, that's the Sky Sports Radio text line. And we'll try and get your questions to the panel. Plenty of racing to come out of both states. In fact, all states. There was some really good racing across the Saturday. Hopefully, you backed plenty of winners. But the spotlight was on Sydney and on Melbourne. As I say, good morning to Duff. We got uh, a bit of rain earlier in the day. And it looked, oh, it looked a bit dicey. But we still had some wonderful performances, mate. Good morning to you. Yeah, we just had that drizzling rain, or the rain in the morning and overnight, and it just just was just drizzled throughout those first three, a couple of few races. Then we got a little bit more of a shower, so we got to a soft seven. Track played well again, I must say, even with the uh, the wet going. So hopefully we got little bits and pieces of rain every day, just two and three and four mils every day, yeah. coming leading into Saturday. We don't want that because we're got a sensational meeting along with. Uh, uh, Caulfield uh, this Saturday. It's going to be a great uh, racing day of racing in Australia for sure. Yeah, it certainly will be. Uh, Dean Lester, good morning to you, mate. Hopefully you're staying safe there in Melbourne with uh, the lockdown. But we, um, even though we uh, we had that news come through in regards to lockdowns, uh, we still had some wonderful racing. And again, Jamie Carr at uh, on a lot of punters' minds. Uh, certainly, Dave. Good morning to you. Uh, you know, it uh, it's been. One thing for her to ride a bulk of winners, which she's been doing, but then you see a you know a horse that we know well in Nature Strip, and we know his idiosyncrasies, and then watch uh, him race so well. Uh, I think great team effort. I think you know Waller's trialling of him three times, and they just had him in a very good headspace, and uh, and uh, Jamie was the icing on the cake. It was uh, tremendous to watch. Certainly was. Uh, Glenn Munsey, good morning to you from Sky Thoroughbred Central. Munns, um, Duff mentioned earlier about uh, Colette when he spoke to the Big Sports Breakfast Boys, and we'll dissect the race uh, after this, in fact, with Duff, the Apollo. But did anyone find it? Was there any money at all for Colette um, that, that punters were cheering about? Uh, first of all, good morning, Dave. Good morning, Ronnie. Good morning to Dino. Well, uh, if you have a look at the race, uh, Dave, it... it it, it was it went up the same price in the all in market Monday as very elegant at six dollars each of two behind Funstar being a three dollar fifty chance and Mugger two being a four dollar fifty chance they got to the uh, the final fields on Wednesday very elegant was a four dollar twenty pop uh, Funstar was four dollar sixty and Colette was eight dollars even on Saturday morning it was still single figures at $9.50, it got to $11 during the morning, got to as much as 14 uh, When Dreamforce came out, it was back into 11 I think it SP'd $12 with us. It ran uh, a decent winner, not the best result in the race, but definitely a winner. But it was one of those horses that sort of held its mark there, Dave, without being a, a dramatic firmer or dramatic blower. Well, Duff, um, look, I heard you talk to with Minnow and, and Michael Clark on the Big Sports Breakfast before. Uh, she got under your radar, but you... you She's obviously come back uh, bigger and better, or she's just uh, wonderful with the cutout, isn't she? Oh, look, she she was so well handled in the spring, where she was they just kept her at the you know the mile and under, and you know just give her an easy spring when she come out winning the big race, and well, we thought, oh wow, what a really good job that sets her up for a, for a good autumn, which we all agreed on. But to think that she could resume in a race like this and win with such ease is a 
a feather and a cap as well. So I'm not saying it's any fluke. Um, the question mark I have to have is, are most of her big wins on wet tracks? Yes. Um, let's see what she can do on a drier track. But they were thinking, talking Sydney Cups prior to this race. So I don't know what they're thinking. Uh, everything could be on the table now, your Queen Elizabeth and whatever. So I think she'll, she is one we'll learn more about as the uh, another runner two under a belt. And she's always there to snap on their heels if we get into these real big majors if we do get a wet track because we know she's right up to the class now. So encouraging return from her. Um, first shock, well, it wasn't a complete shock with Prince Fawes taking it up. Uh, we're all worried there was no speed there, so they rolled along okay and very elegant. She missed the start, and then McDonald gave her a rev, and that, that didn't help because she was fresh and she wanted to do back to her old tricks of just being very light-mouthed and wanting to be a, a little bit aggressive there. So I think she did more than enough there. Colding, we all know he's much better horse on the dry, and I think the mugger two went great as far as the uh, probably all-star miles concerned. And Funstar, likewise, uh, she, she, that, she was just a little aggressive there as well, so she'll improve with the hit-out. But all in all, I think the biggest shock was the dominance of the performance. Dino, what did you make of uh, the performance of Colette? Oh, it was very good. And just, uh, Duff, looking at her from the, on the TV, she looks as though she's even muscled up more. Like, the maturity thing's really uh, been a, a big thing with her. She, you know, she was only a bit of a frame when she won the Oaks, really, say, uh, you know, 10 months ago. I know she's definitely rounded up a bit and put on a bit of weight, and uh, hopefully they can keep that on her as they stretch her out a bit, which uh, I'm, I'm convinced, you know, being an older Amir now, that uh, it, she can do. Yeah, it was, it was. look, it was... I mean, Prince Farwells did take it up, but he was about 17 lengths below standard, so it was a pretty pedestrian tempo, and no surprise that Very Elegant fired up, really, on that tempo. She's, you know, got to flow a little bit more than that. She ran very well. Uh, I thought Mugger 2 did more than enough and um, you know, there were a few forgives because because of that tempo. I think Toffee Tongue didn't ad- adapt to the tempo at all and uh, and was a bit of a non-event for her. Okay. Munz, do we have much movement in futures markets off the back of this Apollo Stakes? Uh, well, there's always movement in futures markets, Dave, uh, no matter whether they win, lose, draw or sometimes don't even go around. Uh, but... Um, Looking at uh, those horses that ran and in that race there, I, I wouldn't say anything got carved up, uh, um, you know, miraculously. I think Colette, you'll find now, was an equal favourite. There was five equal favourites yesterday uh, for the Sydney Cup, uh, all at uh, $15. And when it's interesting to hear uh, James Cummings' comments straight after the race, he, he, he made a point of mentioning uh, Sydney Cup for Colette, and if you you look at that market, you know, you've got her equal favourite with Great House, Mount Popper, Spirit Ridge, and the Chosen One, who was impressive um, getting to the post in New Zealand on Saturday. So um, if she was probably around about a $26 chance or something like that, just looking, there's no real money being invested on the race, but looking what she's been averaged out at the moment, she was around about 26 or maybe a bit, bit, a bit longer. Beautiful. So, Duff, did, oh, just, sorry, he did also mention Queen Elizabeth for her as well. Yeah. So, Duff, just to sort of summarise, wonderful performance from Colette, but uh, for punters out there, next time in, you, you wouldn't be putting the house on it just because you want to see, uh, possibly if we get a dry deck, what she does on a dry deck. Oh, no doubt. You know, it, yeah. it'll all come down to price related, and if she gets a dry deck and meets the same horses, even though she was dominant against them, that's her... 
that'll be her moment to say, you know, I'm not just a wet tracker, uh, but do you want to bet to find out? It'll all come down to what price the, the, the bookmakers assess her on a, on a dry track if, it's, mm. if that happens to be the case. Yeah, she's Let's now jump. five from five on slow and heavy, one from seven on good. Well, there you go. Yeah, that explains it. Let's jump down to Melbourne. Uh, this black caviar, Lightning Dino. Talk us through it, mate. Uh, obviously, Nature Strip, wonderful to see Jamie Carr get the Group 1. Um, September run. What a run there. It was uh, It was a bit hard to miss, wasn't it? Uh, she was tremendous the way she, uh, she ran through the line. And uh, she'd been given pretty quiet trials. And I just thought Newmarket was uh, you know, the target race, and I'm sure it is. Uh, but she uh, she really powered home Saturday, so she's uh, on song, and now uh, Mum's a pretty short price favourite in the new market. Well, Dino, I, you know you 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 launch around uh, social media. Have you got the figures from Saturday? I, I read, uh, I'm sure I read somewhere they had a clocked at running forty three, a last eight hundred. Uh, forty three oh four, thirty two sixty four, twenty one ninety four, eleven twenty eight. That's supersonic. Yeah, best, 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 best last sections of the day, as you can imagine. Yeah. Um, Nature Strip was third best, second best, second best, and eleventh best last two hundred. But yeah, she was, uh, she was well, she was barely in shot at the hundred meter mark and uh, and powered through the line. So that's why she's uh, so short now for a new market. Well, and have a look at her now. Her straight track runs, her last four runs: a, a winner in the Captain Teeb, a winner in the Poseidon, a winner in the Coolmore, runner up in the in the Lightning, and a dominant favourite in the new market. And uh, uh, who, who's to say that? That's not right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, she's uh, yeah, it, it, she's obviously a good, just a good talent. But uh, since they've been riding her back and the straight, everything it's been a bit of a perfect storm for her. I thought Swats that uh, might beat her on Saturday. Uh, I thought she'd made a bit of improvement, and I actually think she has. She's but she's just not as good. And uh, and then yeah, you know, Bivouac was the the bit of the head scratcher. But uh, was he a bit fresh? Was he a bit close in the run? And did he ultimately blow out? Because uh, you know maybe he's just a you know twelve hundred meter tempo horse, not a thousand meter tempo horse. Uh, with the uh, the other runners, uh, just a text here. Hey guys, uh, Dino, what do you make of Swats? That yeah, look, she was really good. Uh, but you've got to keep looking at now that Swats that and uh, September run have met on three occasions, and uh, September run beats Swats that every time, and. They'll both be right down in the weights should they go to the new market. I'd, I'd still be going to the new market with Swats that. I've read a report they might wait for the uh, William Reid, but the William Reid's still going to come up pretty well as well also. So I think uh, I think she should have another go. But, uh, yeah, September run dust seemed to be the better filly. A question here as well. Uh, boys, should the fast car be parked on Nature Strip or will J-Mac hop back on? What would you guys do? Tom from Tamworth. Well, that's up for connections and <laughs> to sort out. And Chris Waller, I'd say she'd uh, uh, have a you know finger in the pie there for sure to, to ride him next time. And all the, you know, there's other options for McDonald all the way through here, and he's got some lovely sprinters coming along. You know, Hortbury on her wasn't <laughs> too bad in the trials the other day, mm-hmm. so she's going to be um, you know some sort of threat in these sprint races in Sydney. And um, there's a few others there that Chris has got, so it'll all come down. Look, he's, he's, he's pretty, you can read the play with Chris, he's pretty tight with his Sydney jockeys and whatever happens in Melbourne, they, they, they seem to get their turn. So I, I don't know, I'd say if McDonald really put his hand up, he'd, he'd get the ride, but if he's hesitating, Jamie will be there to pounce.
Yeah, very much so. so. A bit disappointed that like, either Nature Ship or Bivouac doesn't look like either of them are going to take up the option in the new market. And, uh, yeah, it's still Premier Handicap Sprint and, yeah, an iconic race. And Bivouac's won it before. And, yeah, the handicapper would have a good go at them. But, uh, gee, the, you know, mm. September one's going to be very hard to beat with a lightweight. But the, the middle bunch of horses, the, the drop away is significant uh, looking at the market. It all comes down to so many options with worth so many dollars. That's what it gets to these days. There's so so many high price races. They can just pick and choose what they like. And uh, obviously, a handicap for a good horse is not as popular as it used to be. Mm. It, it was. I remember going back, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, boys, but remember the day Haylist Haylist beat uh, Buffering, didn't he, on the line? Yeah. Haylist had to carry. He, he was giving Buffering weight that day, wasn't he? He was, and and it was the only time, you know, when Black Caviar won the new market, it was the only time the handicapper actually got a go at her because every other run was uh, weight for age or set weights and penalties. So it was the only mm. time that the, the handicapper had a chance to, to, you know, see if she, you know, had a test and, and she and she bolted in and still holds the record. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it would marvel, you know, the legend of, say, a horse like Superimpose winning four miles at... Uh, Randwick and he started at 57 kilos so you know like they took up the challenge four times it's uh, it'd be nice to see one of these horses especially a gelding like Nature Strip uh, maybe take up a challenge All right. yeah um, Haley's gave buffering four kilos that day yep uh, yeah. and Fox Wedge ran third and he spotted him uh, eight and a half yeah and then Fox now, Wedge beat, somehow beat them in the William Reed amazing now is that, is that the last time a, a top weight has won it or apart from Black Caviar I was just going uh, yeah, through. Red Kirk Warrior would have, I think. Yeah. Did, did Red Kirk Warrior hold a lot of weight, or was he was he down in the weights? Uh, yeah, the second year he uh, he uh, well when he won the first year he was right down in the weights. Yeah. Mm. Got a question for our panel on Saturday's racing or anything else? Thirteen fifty three fifty three. Give us a call right now. We'll get to your calls and plenty of text messages here with uh, Ron Doversy, Dean Lester, Glenn Munsey, and Dave Stanley on punters post mortem. And Dean, I'll go back to you because there's a few texts here about to Cherry to Tony in the. CSA Stakes. Obviously, we saw Tagaloa get the uh, get the job done for Bustin and Young, and, and obviously Luke Curry at good odds. Uh, but what did you make of not only the winner but some of the beaten Begray? Uh, this was a very good race, Dave. They uh, they absolutely flew along, and uh, he was good. Tagaloa it was a very smart ride because I thought from Barrier One he just might get buried third or fourth defence and not have that room to stride but Curry made the the leader work really hard and then just popped straight across his heels and, and gave his horse that bit of room so it was a really I thought a really good bit of riding and uh, he was just too tough too tough for Azar uh, I liked Azar as a free hit on Saturday at five dollars that's about him he's a he's an each way chance in these races uh, Moonga was I thought terrific he raced a bit close or a lot closer to the speed than I anticipated and he kept going well uh, Cherry Tortoni in restricted room was okay. Uh, I thought Dom Deschute was the really good run. Uh, the WA Galloper, he drew wide and went a long way back, but uh, his best form is uh, on pace, drawing well. So I think if he gets a decent draw come uh, Guinea's Day, uh, he's in the conversation. And then you've got a gap of those that have got to make up a bit of ground. Camborne was okay late, but a long way off the winner and uh, you know, Grand Slam ridden back from a wide draw. Probably not his go, but... Uh, it was a really good race, and I think uh, this is the, the A form for the Guineas uh, of, of the past two weeks. Uh, and then does a horse like Ole Kirk back up after running in the Futurity? That'll be the, uh, the, the next you know, sort of p- part of the puzzle. 
Okay. Uh, jumping up to Sydney now. Text here uh, for you, Duff. Uh, hey, guys, can you ask Duffy's thoughts on a way game? Would you give her another chance after Saturday's light fingers? Yeah, look, I don't know whether I want to give her another chance if she goes to the 1,400 or whatever, but uh, yeah, she I thought she had a chance there. There was no real excuses. She'd performed pretty well on the wet before. So, oh, look, I don't know if you could put the line through her because she's just too genuine. But, uh, yep, she'll be price effective again. She'll be in the market next time. And, I, you know, I don't think there's any dominant fillies around. I think um, our, these fillies are without being disrespectful, a very, very even bunch. And uh, they're, they're there to be beaten by fresh, you know, a fresh horse on the scene. There's no doubt about it. So even though they're early in their prep and there's a couple of improvers coming out of that race, you know, being only first up, but uh, and we are working with a wet track start-off race. So I don't want to be critical, but it's they're an even bunch, I say. Eliza Beal I like. She was wide, no cover the whole way. I think she's better on the dry. I think she's come back well. And Hungry Heart, she's just let me down a few times, but maybe I'm going off too quick saying, oh, no more for you, because, you know, maybe she's a, a dry tracker as well. So a lot of ifs and buts about that light fingers. Um, possible improvers, but uh, hard to, a hard race to assess. All right, let's go uh, back to you here, uh, Munns. Uh, the Southern Cross Stakes, Mars Crusader, what did SP on the NOP? 225 was at the starting price and it was pretty easy stuff to watch. Uh, well, it, in the wash-up it was, Dave, but it uh, was getting a situation there of uh, how far he was going to get out in the market. But then we had the uh, the, the scratching a standout. You had the scratching a brave song. He, he got to uh, around about 260, 270 in the morning, then was in, as short as $2.20. He got to, back to $2.50. He was, he was always uh, the favourite in the race there, was always going to run favourite. Well, the disappointing aspect of this race was Roe Heron. Uh, quite a number of horses on Saturday that looked to have solid wet track form, disappointed. And there was a couple of horses that you didn't think would get through the ground that well that, that got through the ground, you know, better than expected. So it was just one of those tracks. And we had the situation where we had a good four in the morning, downgraded to a soft five, downgraded to a soft six at 10 o'clock, then a heavy seven. And, you know, that really heavy rain at the, uh, during the first race there. And that sort of set the tone for the day but you know a little bit up and down just trying to work out what horses did get through it uh, even here's some jockeys comments after the races on horses that you thought would get through it they said weren't overly happy in the ground Saturday let's get it to a call up we've got special source on line one morning special source hey DS how you going mate good mate what have you got for us hey just one for uh, Dino one for Duff uh, Duff um, how does uh, Friedman's two year old uh, as far as the ratings go up against Profiteer and the good Philly. Well, Is he up he, to those two? Well, the next run will tell us. Uh, he made, he's made some significant improvement from one run to the next. He was an impressive taboo winner, but you would have thought he was in the second tier of two-year-olds. And going into this race, you said, yeah, it's a competitive little two-year-old race. This, uh, You could make a little case for a few runners, but the way he beat them up was certainly you have to stand back and go, wow, because... Um, McDonald doesn't get excited that easy, and he's more or less put his hand up to say he's a golden slipper colt. And uh, I know maybe he got through the going better than others, but he was just, he was electric. He was, um, I'm interested to see, he'll probably, well, I'd suggest he might even meet Profiteer in the Todman, and we'll learn more there, but he's definitely in a crack. He, uh, he was very impressive. Yeah, he, he carried... Uh... Uh, Laurie Daly's second leg of the BSB multi, which was amazing. <laughs> it's unbelievable. And, uh, he's... 
And Dino, I spotted one for Johnny McArdle there down in Melbourne. Uh, I think it might have been Bendigo. It was very explosive. It was heavily backed and won with its head on its chest. Was it an explosive bullet? Uh, was this is yesterday. Saturday. 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 Uh, did did it the first winner, Tahitian something? Tycoon Hummer. Yeah, that's it. That's the one. Tycoon Hummer, yeah. It went really well. And it was a it was a good two-year-old race. It was sort of the horses that just weren't quite good enough uh, in the preludes, and they just went back to a, a what looked an easier race, but it certainly wasn't. But, yeah, another capitalist uh, out of a really good producer in uh, in Hummer Mama and would, had trialled pretty well. A trial with a horse called LaRoque, who goes well, and... Uh, yeah it, uh, yeah, it put him away easily on Saturday. I, you know, I think uh, I don't know where it fits into where it's going, but uh, yeah, I, and I don't know if it holds like an entry, say for a Percy Sykes or something. But it's a it's a good filly, yeah. Yeah, they said uh, it hadn't been that race hadn't been won by a first starter for many years apparently, and it was the first first starter to win it for a while. So, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, it just fits in as I said. Those was like Frost and Midwest. Uh, smart Ace that finished second, third, fifth. That all been through the the better two year old races. All right, thanks, boys. Cheers, Special Source. Just on uh, Stay Inside, Duff, um, who I know Special Source just uh, asked you about, do we have any, um, you know, what about the time? They want to know, does the time stack up for other two-year-old races? Well, it's a very hard day to be, you know, with times where we had Deteriorating you know, rain, track. rain, and then drying, and a little another bit more drizzle, and there was only one 1,100-metre race on the day to, uh, to line up as well. So... I wouldn't be putting really a lot of emphasis on the okay. times, but look, he was he, what did he run one four sixty seven. They come home in uh, thirty five six, and that's after probably the main bit of rain. So, I yeah, I'll leave that for the real experts for the adjustment times to to, to trust their opinion. But I still reckon it's impossible for them. They don't know how much rain fell here and there and whatever. So, it's a tricky one as far as if you're a, a real times man. Um, mm. To you know, be confident about what he did there on the clock. Mm. All right, Dave. Th- th- this gets back to what we spoke about last week. Each and every week, we are going to be talking about another, more than likely, stellar performance from a two-year-old. Was the performance on Saturday equal to Profiteer the previous week? Was the strength of the field Saturday had more depth to it than what the English Millennium did? Ask James McDonald what, what, what he thought of, you know, the winner on Saturday when he's shaking his head 75 metres from the winning post, not believing he can put, you know, four lengths on them in the last 100 metres. And, and that's the great thing about now trying to work out the two-year-olds when they're coming from everywhere. And, mm. and the other thing, Munns, I'm looking at, you know, just on times and uh, even adjusted times, the best 30 performances of the season, they're only up to eleven hundred meters. That that little bit extra come slipper time is going to be uh, is crucial, and that's when uh, you know the Todman trial and and that day really does sort them out a little bit. I think. Yeah. Just we'll, we'll just and on just, that, just quickly. Yeah. Do we need more six furlong two-year-old races in that regard? Then. Oh well, they they're coming. They're coming. You know now. I'd suggest that you don't do. Yeah. We're going to have yeah. a we're going to have a blue diamond where I don't think any of the. Uh, I don't think uh, we won in the betting Artorias, who's won over 1,300, but all the rest haven't even raced over 1,200. And just on the two-year-olds, Remark has had a temperature and um, Mm. he won't be running Saturday because he's had to be treated. So not ideal timing-wise, but sometimes it's worse than others. So we'll keep tabs on Remark as far as him not running in the silver slipper, if he can run the following week or what. So just Mm. be careful with him.
And of course, that uh, that brilliant trial the other day. There was drama before that trial because we had Forbes uh, cast in the in the barriers. That was the showcase trials you did. What did you make of Remark's trial, uh, Duff? When oh, you were on was, that coverage? Yeah, he was unbelievable. He was unbelievable. He got back in the field. He just was riding him quiet. He got run off on the first turn there on that inside track. He balanced up and charged home. I, I thought uh, it was a, a, a real eye catcher. Mm. We've got uh, Kurt on the line. Morning, Kurt. G'day, Dave, Dino, Munns, Ronnie. How are you all, boys? G'day, Good, Kurt. Mate. Good, thank you. Good on you, boys. Hey, um, d- d- Davey, did you see Mighty Bill last Friday night, mate? The horse I told you about that he'll be my derby horse? Yes, I did, mate. Mate. 150 to go called it as well. Love it when 150 to go calls my horses, mate. <laughs> no, it was a good good, good performance. No, it was, mate. That's one of my derby horses. And uh, Ronnie, joyous legend. Did you see her, mate, clean up the field yeah. on Saturday? Yeah, she was good. Uh, well placed there at, uh, at Gosford, but she's a, a filly that obviously is well bred and Gerald's had a good opinion of her since the early trials. He's just given her time and, and she'll get better with time. I think she'll be a better three-year-old. I don't know. Well, she's not in the golden slipper sort of picture sort of thing, but uh, keep an eye on her because there's uh, My uh, she's a really nice filly. Ronnie, can you imagine, I don't know if you've probably done it before, I don't know, but imagine having an $800,000 horse, the owner, whoever bought it, and just going to the races and it, the perspective is massive, mate, compared to just a punter like me that punts every day and just, you know, does money and wins money, but on the punt. But owning an $800,000 horse... And then it's got to just get there for starters. And then, oh, mate, Ronnie, unbelievable, isn't it? Yep, uh, Mr. Hove uh, owns it, the same man that owns Classic Legend, Bon yeah, Hove, yeah, I right. think. So, uh, he does have about, uh, he's got three billion in the bank, Kurt. Like, <laughs> no, he's travelling pretty I good. I it for a sec, I know. And with and her Ronnie... pedigree, she's got a bit of residual uh, <laughs> value about her as well. Her full sister goes around today, the ex-Peter Moody horse, best ever at Ballina for... Um, it's the first run for someone. I think Matt Dunn's got it today for the first run. Best ever. Okay. More Joyce Schnitzel. And Ronnie, can I ask you about Cliff Sart? What a run first up from Germany. Good run. Good run. I, 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 first up in Australia, trials have been okay. She uh, had a pretty good winning record. I think she's a mare uh, back in Germany. So um, Matty's got a few, some... of these, a few of these imports that he can do a good job with. Yeah. And, Ron, we can add another victory under the winning column for Avantage under the 1,400 metres as well. Yeah, she's a beauty, isn't she? What's that, seven group ones now for her? Yep. Uh, she is a, a ripper. She's found a form. I don't know about the, the, the depth of the New Zealand uh, group ones at the moment. but the, No, but everyone's got a rap on that Levante. I, yeah. I don't rate him as much as everyone raps it, him or her down there, but... You know, if everyone likes him or her, then she just keeps beating him, you know. Yep. What about the um, the filly, the three-year-old Amaralina. Amaralina. Wow, I know, good. Ron. Ron, can you just talking about two-year-olds before, I just want to chuck one in the mix from, from um, you know, from Deepfield. Ronnie, um, did you see, I, I know you don't go to the, watch these places, but two, two Fridays ago at Canberra, Ronnie, for Maddie Dale, Pretty Woman. For on debut, did you see it? Mm. Lisa yeah, Collett it was, wrote it. Two-year-old yeah, filly by Ring Tycoon. Yeah, I'd say a, maybe the Black Opal lead-up, and then the Black Opal might be a plan for for, for for a filly like her because she was she beat some nice horses there. There was some some form lines in that race that you thought well might be all right, but 
as far as the Golden Slippers concerned, you don't know. But I'd suggest the Canberra type of horse with experience that a major target would be a, a black opal. Yeah, mm. she's not entered for the slipper, but she's in the size and the Percy Sykes. Mm. There you go. I t- tell you what, that, uh, that, that runner you mentioned uh, just before, that uh, three-year-old filly uh, duff in New Zealand, that's that's going to be exciting to see because we're going to see um, the Murray Baker Forsman horse, which won that uh, three-year-old race yeah. at the um, Karaka Day. We're going to see him in the country uh, pretty soon. Rosal Guineas, I know he's favourite for at $8. So... I mean, he could be the real deal. The the the, the whispers coming out of NZ uh, that you know he's one of the best that Murray's bought over here since Dundee. I think he arrives today, and he runs okay. on Saturday. He runs on Saturday in the Hobartville Aeon. We're talking about. Um, he is he's a lovely horse, and he will give us a line on that that filly's uh, form from Saturday. But she's obviously she's got to go through that series in New Zealand, getting to their Oaks and their their Phillies series as well. But usually. There's a lot of New Zealanders that have come out of the back of that, and we always say, oh, they've had a busy schedule in New Zealand, but they come here and they, they always perform well. So mm. she looks very good, Amaralina. Give us a, a call right now, 13.53.53. You've got Ron Duffy, Dean Lester and Glenn Munns. You can all ask them a question, and uh, you're on Punners Postmortem on this Monday the 15th. Boys, a couple of questions here, uh, a couple of texts. Uh, guys, uh, has anyone seen Greg Ryan? Hasn't ridden since December fourth. Anyone He's know chopping why? down trees with his son. Yeah, and, and um, so that's I, I tweeted or, or searched his name on Twitter, and I see Stephen Hewlett asked the same question as these listeners back on the 9th of Feb. So he hasn't ridden since December four. And Chantel Buckley here commented and said he's having a small break. I believe no injuries. He's fixing motors and tree lopping. I think nothing he can't do. Uh, so. There you go, Greg Ryan, for those listeners out there. He's just taking a bit of a break. I'm sure he'll be back. You do about 150,000 Ks a year, Dave. Um, it gets a bit boring sitting in your car every day. <laughs> he would do some kilometres. Uh, wonderful jockey. Uh, in his, um, and we'll, I don't know. We'll, we might see him back. We might not see him back. But when he does come back, I'm sure he'll be riding winners. Uh, a couple of texts here too, Dino, about Regards Marie. Uh, how good do you think uh, Regards Marie is? Or is, um, or is it just being placed in the right races? He's progressed a long way this time in. I think he started as a 67 Raider, and he's going to be, you know, near enough to 90 uh, after Saturday. Um, they're talking about the Rupert Clark Stakes in the spring. He'll have to elevate again, and there's so many good races for him in the next six weeks. I hope they don't just turn their back on that because it's a long way to the spring, and uh, he could, uh, you know, a Victoria handicap or. You know, there's even the, the Shaftesbury Avenue in two weeks at Flemington. There's a lot of good races coming up for him. And uh, I was a little bit surprised to read that, that they're thinking, you know, just the spring. Because, uh, you know, seven months is a long time with the horse. And, uh, he, you know, the, there's plenty to be won. I thought he was huge. He had work to do in that race. He's a, he's yeah. a, real, line, he's a real line chaser, that horse. Yeah, he, he does know how to win. And he, he ran, he can, you know, as you said, he can run down a very quick late sectional when he needs to. Tim's on the line. Morning, Tim. Morning, boys. Uh, just a question for Dean. Uh, about a horse that ran at Mooney Valley on Friday night called Rudimental. It's uh, it, it SP'd at $15 out from $3 opening in the market and pulled up. The sewage report showed it had a, uh, a throat condition. Just wondering, you know, why the market knows that um, and the horse is still allowed to compete. You know, you, you do your money before they even go around. Was it $3? $3? That, that must, three, that, that must three, be a misprint. I think it opened up. But, yeah, it, it was a severe drifter in the market anyway. And, um, as I said, you know, pulled up with a throat condition. It just does not a great look, you know. 
Okay, well, I had a, I'm just I looking at my price. I had a mark $67, so I, I, I don't know if the market just realised that it, it didn't have much hope. It's unfortunate it pulled up with a throat problem, but it hasn't shown much, so I, I don't understand I, I don't understand that it was $3, but anyway. Well, might have been the paper price. Yeah. Uh, what race was it on Friday? Race four on Friday night. Race four, rudimental. Tim, just turn your radio down too, brother, because we can hear that coming back yeah. through. It's all right. Uh, rudimental. We went up. Uh, went up four dollars eighty first price. Um, and then on you had it mark sixty sevens. Friday. Yeah, I didn't like it at all. Went up. <laughs> went up. Went up. We put it up six dollars first thing Friday. Jumped twelve. Uh, VOP jumped fourteen. Yep. Best odds around sixteen. Yep. Oh, well, I mean, I'm, I'm right. I can't believe it was that short. It was. It was totally out of its grade, but. It also pulled up with a problem, as you said, which is not ideal. But uh, I don't look. Yeah, to be fair, I don't think the Allerton Zara stable took it there to to run down the track and find out it had a problem. So beautiful, Tim. Thanks for your call. Uh, Zoo Dancer in the uh, the vanity, uh, Dino. Uh, a couple of questions here. On what did you make of Zoo Dancer? And is there anything out of this run or race that we should be following? I.e., Personnel, Starrell, and uh, Salto Angel. Uh, well, Zoo Dancer was good. I mean, Duff, you were just talking about the Phillies in Sydney. If she went to the surround, I think she'd run very well. I, I'm thinking La Mexicana goes up to Sydney and runs really well, but Zoo Dancer's sort of progressing very well. But they're talking about the Guineas. I think, uh, you know, that I think she'd struggle against the boys, but, uh, yeah, she did win very well. And she's come a long way from winning at uh, Dunkeld only about 10 weeks ago. So, uh, no, it was a good win. Uh, the other Phillies. Uh, personal, she just ground away. There's, she won an Oaks, but she just doesn't. She and she never runs badly, but she just sort of you know, is honest without having a real knockout punch at the end of a race. I like Starrell at a price, and it ran well. Island Joy was the forgive run because they've worked out that she goes better with cover, and she just jumped too well, over raced early, and and to run fourth, she actually ran okay. And there was really good support for Salto Angel, and she trialed poorly, and she's a two thousand metre plus horse, ran second in the Oaks. Uh, I was really surprised with the support for her because she just doesn't have that sort of versatility. I'll be interested in her in maybe two or three runs' time. Beautiful. Hey, uh, here's a question for you, Duff. What would you make of Bird on a winning post? Look, he's a mate of mine. I couldn't give him a rap, but I know that um, that was a huge thrill for Will Friedman to, to win that, that highway on Saturday. And, geez, it was a lovely ride by Grant Buckley. It was a beautiful ride. He made up for the unlucky run last time. And, uh, look, she's a mare that's... Um no, she's still in her first racing preparation and she's won a city race, a highway at 1800. I think she's done a marvellous job. So, you know, we're talking highway form, but she will place her and place her well. I thought it was a, a good training performance, a good result for him. A lovely ride by an experienced Grant Buckley. I think I wrote about her in the paper this morning. I called it Bird on a Fence. <laughs> Someone reminds me of, but uh, it's, a, it's a name and a half to get your, uh, your tongue around. But she is a nice, uh, improving middle distance type of me. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, let's get to another call. Mario's on the line. Morning, Mario. Hi, David. How are you, mate? Very good, mate. What's your question? I, I took a multi about a month ago, right? It was okay. five legs. Five legs in a multi. And Friday night and for Saturday morning. And one of them was crashed, right? On the ticket, I had uh, 11,700. I got the other four up. 
and uh, I only got one thousand only. Yeah, you got a copper deduction for the scratching. One thousand out of eleven hundred, uh, eleven thousand. I mean, it's only one thousand. Yeah, well, what what price was the horse that was scratched? Uh, Mount Papa, five to one, I think it was. Well, there's there's uh, there's sixteen cents out. There's sixteen percent. So multiply the eleven thousand by point eight four. Yeah. Yeah. So that's correct, right? Yeah. Okay. Thanks, buddy. Okay. When you put your head on the pillow at night, you've been handled by an expert. So at least you know. There we go. Mario, cheers. Uh, just um, just on that, uh, Munns, uh, I've got a question here for you. Same horse uh, double? No, 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 not okay, the same horse right double. Uh, wanting to know with uh, these futures markets, so just to reiterate again, because a lot of them have now gone all in, and we've still got pre-noms for some of our races in Sydney, but a lot of them are now all in. That's because nominations came through last week. Yeah, so th- when you see a race that says pre-noms, that is virtually a free kick. Uh, if your horse does not nominate for that particular race, your money is refunded to you because you haven't had a chance to actually win that race. As soon as your horse nominates, the pre-noms market, any horse that nominates, that ticket becomes live. And then, of course, you go to the all-in situation, which is a brand-new market, and it's all-in at all times. So uh, that's mm. the easiest way to explain it. And just on the country championships final, just take note, uh, and the fine print is on there, you get a refund, because it's pre-noms, you get a refund if it's not nominated for a heat. Uh, so if you back a particular runner um, in that uh, market, maybe at hundreds, and it, it doesn't end up going to the wild card or the race, but, uh, you know, Tamworth or, or Mudgee, because we've obviously got noms out for other uh, qualifiers, but uh, you will get a refund on that. But if it noms in a qualifier and doesn't perform, uh, or doesn't qualify, it's, uh, it's the same as an all-in bet. That's correct, Lee? Yeah, because uh, the situation with the country championships are we, we just throw a set of horses up yeah. that are basically um, what we believe are the horses that could be aimed at the country championship. And even when they whether they do nominate for uh, and accept for a heat, not every single one of those horses are priced to win the final uh, because you'd finish up with a, you know, a field of 3,000. Um, and speaking of the country championships, we had the first heat, of course, at Coffs Harbour on Saturday, and Bailey's, I'll tell you what, wasn't it well-supported? Yeah. Um, it uh, it won there, so it becomes a $15 chance, and you'll see any horse, first two across the line in each of every one of the country championship qualifiers, and then, of course, the wild card at Musselbrook uh, has a, uh, a, gets uh, qualified, so a Q next to their name. So the first two runners through to the final on Saturday, April 3 are Bailey's uh, for Graham Payne and Tara Jasmine for Johnny Shelton. Tara Jasmine currently the favourite uh, to win the final at $8. And Bailey's is on the second line of betting at $15 with Art Cadeau, who will run tomorrow in the South East Racing Association qualifier. The meeting, of course, uh, postponed from Nowra yesterday. That meeting will be run at Goulburn tomorrow. And it actually, a little bit of a change there because uh, I think we're going to have a field size of 14 at Nowra plus the emergencies. Uh, but Goulburn being a little bit bigger track, the field size of 16 and I think four emergencies there. And all scratchings from Saturday, uh, Sunday I should say, are reinstated and there'll be fresh betting uh, as of today on Goulburn tomorrow.
Yeah, such a shame for the, the club there at Nowra. I was down there on Friday and the amount of effort they were putting into their facilities. Um, you know, you, I walked in and the president was painting, uh, you know, parts of the rail. The CEO was uh, they were setting up the tables and chairs and umbrellas and just with that track uh, not being suitable yesterday for racing after the rain, they copped, uh, unfortunately. So next time Nowra have a meeting of any sort, Get along and support them because they are a wonderful club. And I'll be in Wagga on Wednesday and Taree on Friday ahead of this Saturday's qualifiers. Duff, just watching from afar, just a comment from you on uh, that uh, Coffs Harbour qualifier. Uh, obviously, uh, Bailey's was was very good as uh, as Ronnie um, as Munns alluded to. What I was going to say, good to see Scott Galloway um, get a winner there. Yeah, it was, and uh, I think they're two worthy. Um, uh, Positions in the field, Bailey's and the and the, the Spruik filly there, who just seemed to hit a flat spot on the turn, but she gathered herself up and uh, hit the line hard. Look, she's an inexperienced filly, so there's probably improvement to come out of her. But Bailey's was set up to run well in a highway recently, and um, he was scratched and uh, a wise move. And he's an astute trainer, Graham Payne, and uh, he gets the job done there. And Tara Jasmine, I think, yep, worth another chance. Whether She's value at the all-in uh, at the price now. Um, I don't know, but a long way to go before we get the make-up of this field, and we'll learn another uh, little bit tomorrow at Goulburn. We need some uh, horses to follow. We'll get that from the boys. Just before we do, um, is there any particular? What was your the biggest disappointment for you on the weekend uh, from a from a betting perspective? Something that you might have backed that you thought was going to go better, boys, and didn't quite live up to the expectations of yourself or the punters out there. What's what's oh, something that was uh, really let you down? Anything? Uh, for me, it had to be Ro Heron. Um, you know, he, he looked well-placed in a race like that. The marketplace liked him, and he didn't go a yard, so it has to be Ro Heron. Ro Heron, anything for you, Dino, in Melbourne? I'll probably bivouac. I, I was thinking that, you know, that the, they'd want to add that to his CV to... Uh, yeah, as as a you know a stallion, and uh, I thought that uh, that last little bit of the race he was a little bit plain, but uh, you know he'll he'll bounce back. I think at twelve hundred with that as fitness, but yeah, I think that was probably uh, yeah below what I expected of him. All right, Munns, anything for you? Uh, oh, definitely Crystal Breeze in the last race at Ramwick, uh, Dave. Yeah. A very, very lengthy uh, stewards report. And uh, the stewards uh, did have blood present in the near side nostril. Uh, Dr. Koenig was satisfied that the blood was due to an external trauma and no further action was taken. But uh, Chris uh, was advised that it has to get a veterinary clearance and... Will be that will be required before it's to race or barrier trial again. But it, it was most disappointing on Saturday. Everything set up for a very very nice run. You know, I know it had run last its first run back from a spell, but it was a night's last uh, behind Talier. Found the line and then trialed. Blinkers back on it. It had four starts with blinkers for a, you know a, a um, two wins. Uh, sorry, uh, two wins and two placings. So everything there inside alley. You know, a little bit of sting out of the ground, but most. Uh, disappointing and and even um tibby clark said that the track did not contribute to the poor performance so you know just one of those days and we, we you know we've seen uh many horses over the time that you know just have an off day like you would exactly right horses to follow guys uh we'll start with you duff what are we following from the sydney meeting uh, yeah look i'm i'm with the three-year-olds i think uh one from saturday and after potting all the fillies <laughs> i'm gonna say eliza bill might be the the improver out of that little pack there that we saw on Saturday. Um, 
one from last uh, the midweeks, and uh, I have to jump on Kirk's bandwagon with Mighty Bill. I think he's a promising, improving, staying three-year-old. I think he's a you know he could be a Queensland Derby type of horse, and this horse of um, Chris Wallace from Melbourne, uh, Valmaster from the trials. I know he he won two nothing races, a Kiton and a. a uh, an awful race at Mooney Valley, but the way he did it was we all were waiting for him, and yeah. he was worth waiting for at the trials the other day. I can tell you, he, he looked like an Everest contender. Uh, he just was unbelievable. That that kite and run duff, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Dino, but didn't um, Danny O'Brien? Well, I know he did because I backed the Danny O'Brien horse. The Danny O'Brien horse was there was a bit of a spruik around for it in that same race at Kiton, and it just blew them away with Walker that vow master. Yeah, both of his runs, he's done very much the same. It's been there's been a bit of arrogance about him, so yeah, he's pretty smart. Okay, uh, what are your horses to follow, um, Dino? Uh, two-year-old that ran second on debut, Gimme Par in the Talindert, uh, beaten by Ingratiating, who's going to I think run very well in the Blue Diamond on Saturday. But uh, Gimme Par, I think uh, the Thoroughbred Breeders at Flemington would be her race, and uh, whether she gets to Sydney, I'm not sure. She's the half sister to Ole Kirk, and she's very smart for Peter Moody. And the two out of the uh, the um, CSAs towards the Guineas, Moonga and Dom Deschut. I think certainly uh, Tagaloa carried the penalty and won on Saturday, but I think at a mile, those two will be uh, ultra competitive. All right, Munns, your horse to follow? Uh, I'm getting a bit wide, Dave. Uh, unfortunately, the highways come to an end. I think uh, we've only got two more highways left in town, and the horse won at Coffs Harbour on Saturday. I'm going to go with the pronunciation as Pray for Ox uh, for Brett Dodson. It's now had four runs. It's gone maiden, class one, class two. You know, it was just a perfect come to town for a highway, class three highway, 1,000 or 1,200. So it be very, very interesting to see where Brett takes it. And I wouldn't be sacking one from Friday night at Canterbury that was well-supported there. Marnix, uh, Godolphin runner, just didn't, you know, I, I just don't know whether it, uh, it wasn't overly comfortable uh, in, the, in that field there the other night. It never had a great deal of luck, so don't sack it. Um, and at this time of year, Dave, you know, I think you've got to be looking to the midweeks or, or whatever because with the, the quality racing here, you know, with carnival times getting going here, that... Little fish are sweet just on those off days. Yeah, they certainly are. Gents, thanks so much for joining us. We'll chat next Monday for Punners Postmortem. Thanks, thanks Dave. Dave. See you, guys.